It's great to see you this morning. I am so glad I have a God who is faithful, who is responsible, who takes responsibility even when he didn't have to. He took responsibility for his creation, and he continues to be faithful to us. What an incredible God we have, and I praise him that today we get to celebrate and remember what he has done for us and what he continues to do for us. We live in a day and age in which we value, we value freedom over responsibility. And nowhere is it more plain than when you look at athletics. Look at athletics for just a moment. In high school, college, professional sports, you see an athlete who has incredible talent. He demands to have actions and be able to have the freedom to do whatever he wants without consequences. The reason we started this series is this reason. I wanted to walk us through Proverbs. Proverbs is a, a series that I started last year with my daughter. Uh, she was entering seventh grade. I use Proverbs over and over again in my family's life. And as we talk through Proverbs, it is very interesting to watch how their little minds are interacting with the book and how they interact with the principles and truths. And then even how that as they interact with those same truths out in the public square, And so what I wanted to do is I wanted us to bring this back to values within the church and who we are as God's people. As God's people, we are called to a certain value. We are called to a certain standard, but yet we don't know what it is. There was a TV show several years ago that was called Lost. How many have seen that? Did you remember watching this? And it, it, it took the nation by storm. We, we watched it and we were captivated every week as we watched this story unfold of an airplane that had crashed. And then people, quote, were maybe survivors, maybe they weren't survivors, really weren't for sure. And the entire series was about how they tried to move and maneuver their lives. And as a generation, we're trying to live our lives and we're not really for sure where to base our lives. George Barnard tells us that we are a nation now that is four generations removed from Christian society. USA Today tells us as a nation, we have now moved to a nation that does not want God in our lives. So what do we do with this? We as a church, we as God's people, need to understand what God has called us to be and how we're called to live. Proverbs chapter 28, today we're going to be talking about the word responsibility. Would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Proverbs chapter 28, we're going to start and we're going to go to verse 20. We'll be looking at other verses and passages in just a few moments. Here's what the Bible says. A faithful man will abound with blessing, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. So here's what we need to do. We need to identify what responsibility is. If you have your your bulletins, please open up the bulletins. I'm going to give you more points than I normally do. I do not want to hurt your hands, but I'm going to give you a lot of points today. And so in the bulletin, I'm going to have several things listed out for you. I'm going to give you a lot of verses. That way you can go back and forth through this next week and look at it. Also, you're going to find devotionals, one for each day of the week. You can look at those as well. Your home group questions are going to be in there as well. Uh, Maybe if you're not a part of a home group, maybe you want to get involved in a home group, you can contact us. We want to get you connected with that. Or maybe, maybe you use those questions in your home as devotions and you walk through some of those questions and you go back through the text and it will help you greatly to make sure you really begin to apply what you're hearing today to your life. Responsibility. What is responsibility? Webster's Dictionary introduces us to the word responsibility and it says this, the state, quote, the state of being, the person who caused something to happen, 
a duty or task that you are required or expected to do. Something that you should do because it is morally right, legally required. That is responsibility. Responsibility would be then summed up in your first point is this. Responsibility is taking ownership of your decisions. Taking ownership of your decisions. Response. Responsibility is always your choice. It's a response and your ability to choose the right way to respond in any action. So it's your choice. It's always a choice. It's never somebody else's fault. It's always your choice, and it's your choice daily. Wouldn't it be nice if you chose when you were a teenager to be responsible, and then that lasted you the rest of your life? Wouldn't that be great? Or what if, what if when you got married and you stood before the preacher, and as you stood before the preacher and you said those magic words, I do, from there on, you became a responsible husband. Wow, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Or when you said, I do take this job, I want this job, and all of a sudden, when you got that position, you became a responsible person. But the problem with responsibility is this, that it's a daily choice. It's a daily choice. It doesn't just happen one time. Just because you were responsible last year does not mean you're responsible now. You following that? So responsibility is something that you have to daily choose, and if you daily choose it, then here's what I want to do. I want to make sure you understand what responsibility is. Because if we're going to define it, we need to clearly understand what it is not. And the best way for me to help you understand what it is not is by giving you six one-liners, six things that we need to stop doing in order to be responsible. Now, if I were to ask you right now, are you a responsible person? Most of us would say what? Absolutely, of course. I'm 25 years old. I'm 35. I'm 18. I'm responsible. I'm 40, I'm 75, I'm responsible. Most of us would say we are responsible. But here's what's gonna happen. I wrote it in a negative so that maybe you would see how strong it is. And on the off chance, you might have three of these that you're doing well. Maybe you have four of them that you're doing well. Maybe you have five, but there's a good chance one of these things, you're gonna say, oh yeah, I probably could be a little bit more responsible in that area. So let me walk us through these six and they're in the bulletin for you. So that way you can take notes and you can write these down very quickly. All right. Number one, if I'm going to be a responsible person, I need to stop hiding, stop hiding my decisions, stop hiding my decisions. Proverbs 28 and verse 13 says this, whoever conceals his transgression will not prosper. Stop hiding. Isn't that the temptation? We get, we get busted or we get called on the carpet on something, whether it's at work or whether it's even our spouse or maybe it's even our kids. And our immediate response, our immediate action is to do what? To hide it, to cover it up and say, I didn't really do that. That's not me. President Eisenhower, before he became the president, he was actually the general, General Eisenhower, who was in charge of the Normandy invasion. Do you remember this? World War II. He was designed, can you imagine the responsibility to actually design, to lay out, and then to give the command for D-Day? And before he gave the command, he wrote a note, a handwritten note, on the chance that Normandy would fail. And he wanted it to be a radio broadcast to the entire nation. It was 
cited in Pat Williams' book, American Scandal, and here's what it says. Here's a handwritten note by General Eisenhower. Quote, our landings have failed, and I have withdrawn the troops. My decision to attack at this time and at this place was based on the best information available. The troops, the air, and the Navy did all that bravery and devotion to duty could do. If any blame or any fault attaches to the attempt, it is mine alone, end quote. To take the full brunt, to say it's mine, instead of covering it up. You want to be a person of responsibility? It starts by no longer hiding the choices that you make. Number two, the next one. If you want to be a responsible person, stop blaming. Stop blaming. Stop hiding and stop blaming. Stop blaming, you ready for this, circumstances or people. It's easy to blame circumstances. It's easy to blame other people. Proverbs 26 and 13 says this. The sluggard says there is a lion in the road. There's a lion in the streets. Now, this was a fun one. When, when we were talking about this with my kids, and, and we started talking about it in family devotions, and we were talking about chores, all right? We have chores. Uh, the kids, um, I have four kids, three daughters, and a boy, and so they have different chores. And so the question was, what if you were, just, you were told to make sure your bed was made, and you simply said, I can't make my bed. There's a lion on my bed. How do you think that would go over? Not well. Or Xander, he's supposed to take the trash out. He's, he's seven, and it is his job to take the trash and, and pull it out and take it out to the curb. That's his job, right? Xander, what if you would say, Dad, I can't take the trash out because there's a lion out in the street. Simba's out there. I can't go out there. There's, 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 a, there's a tiger out there. That's Shere Khan, the tiger. I can't get out there, Dad. Well, what do you think I would, how, how would I respond? <laughs> yeah, right. We live in the city. There's no way. Take your BB gun and go take care of it, right? That excuse would not fly. And as you look at this excuse, this excuse was so simple. You should be going to work. You should be traveling. You should be doing something. You have responsibilities. But the excuse is, I can't travel because there might be a lion in the road. That's a lazy person. We make excuses, don't we? Now, listen, I know more than likely you could come up and tell me afterwards, hey, pastor, I, I hear you and I agree on that point, but I, here's, here's the reason why that, that really doesn't work for me. You don't know my circumstances. You're right, I don't. You don't, you don't, know, you don't, don't know the people around me. You don't know who I work for. My boss is just a jerk. And if you knew my boss, then you would, you would know that it's okay to blame him. And here's what I want to help you out and understand. If you're going to be a responsible person, you have to stop blaming your circumstances, no matter what they are. And you have to stop blaming other people. Own it yourself. Number three, if I want to be a responsible person, I need to stop expecting, stop expecting other people to rescue me. Stop expecting other people to rescue me. Proverbs 24 and verse 12 says this, if you say, behold, we did not know this. And that's your excuse. Hey, if I would have known, if they would have told me, then I would have taken care of it. But since I didn't know, and it's and the verse continues on, it says, but doesn't God already know your heart? Doesn't God know what's going on in your life? He does. Stop expecting others to rescue you. Now, I know we live in a society 
We live in a society, and this is not meant to be political, but I want to help us understand. As a culture, we are raising a generation who thinks it's okay for every time we get in trouble that the government should bail us out. There's a problem with that. We live in a society in which we have laid it out in such a way that every time our kids get in trouble, we run to the school and we bail our kids out of trouble. And we say, oh, you can't get on to my kid. Hello? We, we live in a society in where no longer are parents taking care of their, jo- their job and their responsibilities. We think it's okay for the grandparents to step in and to be the mom and to be the dad. Now listen, if you're a grandparent and you're helping to raise your grandkids, can I just praise the Lord for you? I wanna say thank you for stepping up. But it's time that we actually say, somebody else shouldn't have to step in for me. This is my responsibility. And if you wanna take responsibility, then you have to stop expecting others to rescue you. Next, if I'm gonna be a person of responsibility, If I'm going to be a person of responsibility, I have to stop moving. Stop moving to the next project until I finish what's in front of me. And all the procrastinators said, oh, no. You didn't expect to get your toes stepped on, right? Stop moving. I know there's more than likely, there's some of you in this room that if you went, if we went into your office, you would have stacks. This is a project one, project two, and you'd have stacks of projects, right? And you get really excited to start a new project and you start a new project and yes, it's great. And as soon as you get going, then you get bored. Uh, That's not as much fun anymore. And so now you jump right to the next project. Now look what it says. You ready? Proverbs 24, 27. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And then after that, build your house. There's actually steps to being responsible. And the steps to being responsible is this. Understand that you have a priority. And that priority means you you finish what's in front of you. And that you don't move to the next task until you finish what's in front of you. Why is that important? Because if you don't finish, have you been a faithful person? No. I want to be a responsible person. So the next thing that I have to do is this. I have to stop moving on. I also have to stop ignoring the influence of my peers. Stop ignoring the influence of peers. No matter what age you are. Now, we like to preach this to teenagers. Man, we we love to preach it to teenagers and saying your friends matter. But did you know that no matter what age you are, your peers influence you? You get around somebody who's, who's really positive and after just a few moments, your heart becomes excited, you become joyous and you're going, wow, that was really good. And you start laughing and giggling and you start cutting up and you're telling jokes. You get around somebody negative and before long, all that talk goes negative and you're griping and you're complaining. You're complaining about everybody. You're complaining about the government. You're complaining about your job. You're complaining about everybody. Your friends, your peers influence you. So stop ignoring the fact that your friends influence. Here's some positives and negatives. Here, I gave you two verses here. Proverbs Chapter 1, verse 10 through 11. It says, My son, if sinners entice you, and they will, do not consent. Don't give in. It's going to happen. You're going to be around people who are going to ask you and try to pull you away from God's plan for your life. That's natural. That's normal. That's going to happen. But don't give in to it. Get away from those people. And then here's what he continues to say in Proverbs 13 and 20. 
Whoever walks with the wise becomes what? If you want to be wise, you have to hang out with who? You have to hang out with smart people. But if, if you hang out with fools, the next part of the verse is extremely strong. What does it say? If you hang out with fools, if you're a companion of fools, if you're friends with fools, it doesn't say you might find destruction. It says you will find destruction. You hang out with the wrong friends and they start giving you advice on your marriage. And before long, you find you yourself not liking your spouse because your spouse isn't living up to the standards that everybody at work is telling you that your spouse should live up to. And you now you become disgruntled. Your friends will influence you. If I'm going to be a person that is responsible, then I have to stop solo living. Stop solo living. People are depending on you. People are depending on you, so stop living as if they don't. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 28 says this. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I'll give it to you when you have it with you today. The idea was that there was a neighbor who came across and asked for help, said, hey, can you help me? Yeah, I can help you. I just can't help you today. And you have the ability to help right then. They said, just come back tomorrow. Come back another day. We live in a society in which we think our rights, our freedoms have no bearing or no consequences on anybody else. But every choice that you make impacts other people. There was an astronaut who was famous after, after going up in space. He, he, he took over one of the airline companies and his, his goal and his quest was to, to change the airline business and change the airline company so that it would become profitable once again. And so in this first week, as he's walking through, he's walking through and he sees this guy with his feet on the desk and the phone's ringing and the phone continues to ring. And this guy never moves. He just sits back with his feet up on the desk. And so the new president sticks his head in. He says, are you going to answer that phone? And the guy says, no, it's not my job. And then he continues and says this, I work in maintenance. How would you respond? Here's how he responded. The new president said, no, you don't. You no longer work here at all. And he fires him just like that. Wow. Why? Because even though it wasn't, quote, his job description, it was impacting the rest of the company. You're responsible. Your choices impact others. So we have to stop. Now, here's where we are. There's a good chance I said nothing new. And you're going, yeah, that was good. And there's also a good chance that some of you are going, wow, my child needed to hear that. I'm buying that CD and I'm sending it to him. There's a good chance you did one of the two, right? You kind of sit back, man, that's nothing new. That's good. Okay, whatever. And, you, and others are going, wow, that's amazing. Most of the time, our problem is this. We know the right thing to do, but we don't do it. We know the right things. And there's a good chance that every one of us in this room, no matter how long we've been a Christian, there's a good chance we saw this and we saw that list and you're going, yeah, there's a couple things. I could probably do better on that. Okay, good. Yep, I'm pretty good. No, I need to improve that a little bit and we move on. So let me talk to you about motivation real quick. One of the reasons we don't do what we're supposed to do is because many times we fail to connect it to the future. We fail to connect it to something that motivates us. So let me motivate you maybe in a, in a positive way. Since I was just negative, let me motivate you in a positive way with this number two. The reason you want to be responsible is because when you're responsible now, it gives you opportunities later. 
opportunities later becomes a motivation for being responsible now. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 20. This is where we started today. It says, a faithful man will abound with blessings. Be faithful, be responsible now. And here's the promise. God promises blessings upon your life. Isn't that interesting? If you, if you don't like the positive, here's the negative state of Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 25. The desire of the sluggard or the lazy person kills him. When you choose to be lazy and you say, I just want this, I want a new car, but you don't want to work for it, it's going to kill you. If you, if you say, I, I need to have this great job, but you don't want to go get the education for it, it's going to kill you. Jesus in the New Testament, he says it this way. When you're faithful with a little, he says, I'll make you rule over what? Much. What we have done in our society is this. We think through Twitter, we think through Facebook, we think through even watching how famous people become famous so quickly in their early 20s, early teens. We think it's natural that we should be given responsibility, given positions, because we just flat out deserve it. You remember that Saturday Night Live skit where they actually talk about, doggone it, I'm just good enough? And they just, we just think we're good enough. People like me, it's just supposed to happen. And here's what I want to encourage you. We do a disservice to ourselves, to our kids, when we promote not having responsibility and yet give positions. The best thing you could do if you want a larger platform, the best thing you could do if you want more influence, the best thing you can do if you want to climb in your job, in your positions, you want to get that promotion, is be faithful with what is in front of you. Stop daydreaming about all the other opportunities. God didn't give you those opportunities yet. They're not in front of you. So rest assured that when it's time, God will then promote. But until he promotes, you stay faithful with what's in front of you. Too many times we'd rather daydream because daydreaming is a lot easier, isn't it? It's a lot more fun. In our daydreams, we become the boss. In our daydreams, we become rich. But the motivation needs to first and foremost be this. If, if you're not motivated just to do what's right, can I help motivate you by this? Be responsible so that God can bless you in the future. Okay, let me give you one last thing to help us. And I'm going to draw. I like to draw, although it doesn't really help you much maybe, but I'm going to help you by giving you maybe an illustration. And here's the last point. The last point is simply this. Responsibility increases. When responsibility increases, your rights and freedoms decrease as you move up the leadership ladder. Now, Proverbs chapter 14 says this, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. Now, this was a funny one to talk through in with my kids because you start talking about poo. I mean, everybody just starts laughing. And these little, my kids were just, I mean, we started talking about it. So here's what the image is. You go into a stall and if you go into a barn and the barn smells like vanilla and homemade cookies, you're in the wrong place, right? No work is really getting done in the barn that smells like cookies. But when you walk into a stall and you walk into a barn and there's hay and there's manure smell, then you understand 
there's usually a lot of other things that are going on. And he says, you look out across the field, you see the field and it's, it's plowed. And everybody says, wow, look at how great that field is. Look how much money he must be bringing in because of that field. What you need to understand is in the barn, there's a lot of work that has to be done behind the scenes so that the field gets plowed. If you want to have a big field, you want to see more responsibility, you need to be prepared for more poo. My kids and I started talking about this a little bit, and we started talking about cow patties. Have you ever had a cow patty throwing contest? Okay, raise your hand. Let's just be bold and be proud. We're rednecks. We got it, all right? Okay, there's a couple of us. All right, I remember growing up in Dumas. Now, Dumas, Texas, north, uh, it's north of Amarillo, Texas Panhandle, when we had our, our, our city county fair, it's called Doggy Days, all right? Doggies are cows, calves, all right? Doggies. So we had this Doggy Days, and part of the celebration, we had the, you had the, the, um, the fair come in, the traveling carnival, but then you'd also have all these hometown events. So we would have rooster eggs. Do you know what rooster eggs are? You take just a donut and you roll it up and you throw it in grease and it fries up and then you roll it and you take it out of that and you just roll it in cinnamon and sugar. Oh, fantastic. Just not good for you at all, but it's great. And then you'd go after you eat that. Usually I would want to make sure I ate that before I went to the cow patty throwing contest, right? And so you'd go over and you would actually, have you ever seen a bull. It's hard to not be, I'm trying to be polite here, but it just, it just, do you understand what I'm talking about? Okay. That's a lot of mess, right? Have you ever cleaned a barn? If you've ever walked into a stall where there's this big, huge bull has been staying, it's nasty. And there's just a lot of mess and things that you don't like, and you don't want to pick up, Right? But because you have responsibility, because you have this bull that allows you to take care of so many things, here's what happens. You get a lot of junk that has to go with it. Now, let me show you this by giving you an illustration, all right? I want to show you this on on paper so that way um, maybe you can take and help you understand and apply it. Because we live in a society in which we value freedom, we value freedom, and typically we value freedom more than responsibility. But here's what we're talking about. We're talking about flipping this upside down. So we're talking about putting freedom on the bottom and actually putting, putting responsibility. You know, one of the scariest things to do is to write in public. They say speaking in public, but I'm telling you, spelling in front of people, oh my goodness, that just blows your mind. All right, so responsibility. So we're putting responsibility. Did I spell it right? Okay, Whew. I saw some people pointing. My daughter starts pointing at me, and I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, maybe I didn't spell it right. So we got responsibility. And what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to put responsibility above freedom. And then what we just read is this. Whoops, I want to do do black. We're talking about climbing and moving up the ladder, okay? And any time you move up in leadership or any time you move into a new team or any time you move onto a team, you join a team, what begins to happen is this. You increase, you go up the ladder one peg, you just increased your responsibility. So as you move up, you increase your responsibility and your freedom goes down. So here's a great way to illustrate it. When you are, when you are 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old, 21 years old, 
Here's what you have. You are living at a point where you have really, truly maximum freedom. Are you following this? Maximum freedom. You can do so many things. You can do whatever you want. And you have very little responsibility. Very little responsibility. It's so small that nobody really even wants to put you in charge of anything because you're, you're 18, 19, 20. So here's what happens. Let me give you just a very crude illustration. So if you decide to get married, you join a team, right? Are you following this? You join a team. And as soon as you join the team, you just moved up and you just went up one notch. And here's what happens. Now you're beginning to increase in responsibility and your freedom decreases. Now follow me. When you were single, you could date whoever you wanted, right? You could interact with anybody you wanted. As soon as you moved up in one rung and you moved into a new leadership role, you moved into a new team role, what happens is this, your freedom just diminished and no longer are you allowed to date anybody you want, correct? When you get married, are you following me? You shouldn't be dating. If you don't know that, you should not be dating anybody you want if you're married, all right? (laughs) We gotta make sure we're real clear. Okay, people be thinking I'm teaching something wrong here. All right, so... So here's what we have. So you just moved up. And as you moved up, your responsibility increased and your freedom decreased. Now watch again. I continue to move up. Let's just keep using the same illustration. I now, uh, not only are we married, we now have a kid. What just happened? Your team expanded. So your responsibilities go up and your freedom diminishes, right? Jamie and I, we were, we were first married, and we had, we had Abby, my oldest daughter, and she's sitting over here today, and I'm going to tell on her. She was the worst baby ever. <laughs> the worst. I mean, I'm telling you what, we even thought about not even having any more kids after her. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, that kid could cry. She could cry, and she could cry all night long, but then she was an angel during the day, right? Oh, man, she just, it was, it was tough, right, Jamie? So the first two months, so we're having, we're having this, this, problem with this child and we can't spank her because she's two months old, right? It's fair. And so we decide we're going to go, we're going to go out to eat. And so Jamie and I say, okay, let's go out to eat. And we were really pumped because we hadn't got to go out to eat since the child came. (laughs) Devil child, right? You know, just, ah, and so we're going to go out to eat and we get out to eat and we sit there and we order. And it wasn't even a a real fancy meal, but it was pretty, it was nice for us, right? It was this cafe. So we sat there and, and Abby cries and cries and cries. By the time we get the meal, have you been at one of those restaurants where the child just continues to cry? Yeah. And you're, you're, you're about ready to, you know, get mad too. So anyway, the reason I don't anymore was because of her, because Abby taught me a lesson. So we were at our breaking point, right? And we needed this date. We needed to go out and and she just kept crying. So by the time the food gets there, I just said, could you just give us our mail? We'll take it. And we we left. Man, we were just, it was hard. So here's what happened. Watch. Not only were we married and we went up a rung, so freedom diminished, responsibility increased, but now we added the child. No longer could we go out anytime we wanted to. Freedom is getting smaller, right? Because I just moved into a larger team. I just moved into, and more people are dependent, and responsibility is increasing. Now I have to actually take care of responsibility. I have to take care of her And here's what we do. Here's what we've done. We have so taught ourselves 
that we want responsibility. We want to move up. We want, we want leadership. We want, we want new positions, but we don't want them to take our freedom. And here's, here's, here's what he's saying. When you actually understand it's a blessing to move up, it's God blessing you. Yes, you're right. It's going to cause more of a mess. You're going to lose more freedom every time you move up. But when you move up, God is expanding the influence and God is expanding what he wants to do through your lives. And you're able to impact more lives because God has given you more responsibility. It becomes a blessing. And here's what happens. You now look at the field and you say, God, I thank you for the field. I also thank you that I have to come in here and clean up the mess as well. Because without the mess, that out there couldn't get done. Does that make sense? And we have to stop teaching our kids that position comes without responsibility. It is a welcomed value for me to be able to look back and say, look, I gave up my freedom to talk to a bunch of other ladies when I married my wife. What an incredible blessing. I'm glad to give up that freedom for that responsibility. What an amazing, and she's not even a responsibility. She's fun, right? And what an amazing thing to give up more freedom so I can have kids. What an amazing thing. Bring on the responsibility and then watch what happens in our own personal lives. You start moving up in responsibility. As a pastor, I don't get to say whatever I want. It would be fun sometimes. But because I have moved up, it limits my freedom to say what I want. Does that make sense? And it's okay because I'm welcomed the opportunity to keep moving up. And every time you move up, you're also saying no to freedom. And it's okay if God is calling you to it. Does that make sense? So we should not run when our freedom is taken away. We should be running towards responsibility and saying, God, you gave it to me. I embrace it and here I go. Does that make sense? So here's what we have. God has given us opportunity and he wants to bless you and he wants to bless you. And the way he blesses you is through responsibility. When he gives you responsibility, be faithful. Some of you today, you're going, okay, I, there's several things I need to, I need to start being responsible for. And those six things, you know where you need to start for some, you're going, okay, maybe for me, I just need to, I needed that reminder to be faithful with what's in front of me so that God can bless later on. And then maybe for some today where you're at is this, Maybe you need to take responsibility for your spiritual life. You see, God has called you. God has loved you. And he took responsibility when you hated him and you were his enemy. God still loved you and sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross to pay for your sin. He was responsible. He took his responsibility and says, I'm going to provide salvation when you didn't want it. So maybe today where you need to start is this. You need to stop blaming your parents for your rejection of God. Maybe you need to stop blaming the church for your rejection of God. Maybe you need to stop blaming that the church had some kind of fight later on, early, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And that's why you're not involved anymore. Maybe God is calling you today to say, you need to get that right. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, it's a welcome invitation to call upon him and make it right today. 